Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where every week we read all of the Shonen Jump chapters on Viz's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. And this week we read Flame of Rekka, Volume 12, because we've been reading that all year. Yep. Before we get to that, though, we have a very full Shonen Jump, 22 chapters this week, and I thought it was much, much better than it's been the last couple of weeks. Yep, there were definitely some high points. Yeah. So we will start it off with My Hero Academia, number 292, Threads of Hope. What did you think of My Hero this week, Kevin? I almost stood up at my in my chair saying, yeah, when the final... At the ending? At the ending, but there were people around. <laughs> I almost don't want to spoil that last panel. We don't have to. It's really, really good. I, it's structurally incredibly similar to last week's chapter, though. And, like, it kind of had diminishing returns, even though this is a return I'm way more excited for than Best Genus. Yeah. And I think it's a better chapter overall, because it's really good at building tension throughout. And it has that super, super good moment with Deku, where he's like, come on, you've got to get up. Uh, it doesn't matter if every bone in your body is broken. If you can't get up now, you're a loser, like always. Yep. And Bakugo being like, yeah, I dead my ass. Yeah, that was pretty great. Yeah, really, really good. The, like I said, I don't know that I want to talk about it much, actually. Really good stuff, even from the League of Villains. Like, Spinner gets some really good stuff to do in this. And yeah, he's like the fifth best character in the League of Villains. He's probably the third best character in the League of Villains, if we're being honest. Yeah. He's probably the second best of the ones who are still alive. <laughs> But yeah, super, super good chapter, I thought. Anything else you want to say on it? Nope. All right. That'll lead us to One Piece chapter 997, Flames. Pretty good One Piece as well this week. Yeah. Yeah, I I really liked the Zoro moment. Yeah. In the middle there. It's... All right. I guess it's sort of in the middle. Yeah. It, it's towards the end, but definitely yeah. it's, it's the end of the second act of this chapter, so... Mm-hmm. Where he's basically like, I need to get to the top. I want to fight Kaido with Luffy. No, I, my favorite thing is uh, he's been kind of like running around helping them chase Apo, And then they uh, notice something like something falls from the ceiling. And he suddenly gets serious and just cuts Apo down. And it's like, enough games. <laughs> I'm going to the top now. And <laughs> I've got to uh, get to the big boy table. Yeah, well, because it's guys revealed. You got this right? Yeah, it's revealed that it's like, is it Kinkuo? Or Kiku, it's sorry. one of it's uh one of the samurai. Yeah, one of the arms of the samurai fell through the ceiling, and that was Zoro was like, "Oh, we're ending this now," and I really liked that moment from him, where he was. It's not like he wasn't trying beforehand, but he was like, "All right, well, I guess I'm stuck here doing this stupid thing," and then he's like, "Nope, I'm done." Yeah, I got to go cut Kaido. Yep. So people said it couldn't be done. I got to go do it. Because cutting yep. things that can't be cut's my thing. <laughs> Peace out. You got this right, Chopper? Cool. Yep. In contrast to that, Sanji suddenly gets way goofier as he gets, you know, caught in a seduction trap. Yeah, but they... I love that Luffy's just like, where'd Sanji go? And <laughs> Jinbei's like, I don't know. He seemed like he didn't need me to babysit him. <laughs> and they just, yeah, and they just keep going on like, where'd Sanji go? Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> I don't know, probably saw something that needed kicking, went to kick it. <laughs> yeah, and then the island takes off and is flying away on a cloud, like a dragon. Yep. As uh, Kaido implies that he is done with the samurai. Yes. 
We don't actually see them fallen, but we do see one of their arms, and Kaido's like, yeah, that was fun. But not really. Yeah. Uh, so presumably Luffy's gonna go punch him, or Zoro's gonna go stab him. Or both. Yeah. The swerve would be if Kaido came and magneted him. <laughs> Kaido, I'm sorry, kid. Kaido wouldn't magnet himself. <laughs> that would be the curve. I mean, he does try to kill himself for fun. That is canonical. Yep. Anything else you want to say on One Piece? That leads us to Chainsaw Man Chapter 95, Chainsaw Man vs. Control Devil. This is another Chainsaw Man chapter that's just fighting, although I liked it a lot more than most of those chapters. Yeah. Where I like her ripping out Denji's heart and it being Pochita. That's like a cool image. Yeah. It also feels like Chainsaw Man is sort of wrapping up. We'll see if that's true or not. Like I yeah. said, the best manga always has that feel. Mm-hmm. But it really feels that way to me with this, and Shonen Jump's pretty stuffed full right now, so if something can make a purposeful exit, that would be ideal for the magazine, I think. Not that there's not pretty of plenty of chaff at the bottom to cut out, but... Yeah. So, it, unfortunately, there's not much to say about it, like most Chainsaw Man chapters like this. I liked it a lot more than most of those, particularly yep. the ending, but not a lot to talk about. Not particularly. Alright then, that will lead us to Mashal, Magic, and Muscles, Chapter 41, Mash Burndead and the Divine Visionaries. What did you think of this chapter, Kevin? I, I re really rather liked this chapter of Mashal. I'm trying to remember exactly what I liked about it. There was a moment that I liked. Uh, the ending's pretty good and v incredibly Mashal. Uh, to be honest, though, like the last chapter, I really didn't much care for this one. Go on. Gotcha. Actually, I think that was it, where they were like, uh, you're coming with us, and he just slams his feet into the ground. Make me. Yeah. Because it's just kind of the Divine Visionaries, you know, arguing about whether they should do something with him or not, and then Innocent Zero shows up and is like, no, he's ours! Ooh, threat, and Mashal, and like, ah, oh, magic won't work on this threat, and Mashal just deals with it. Yeah. So they're like, well, rules are rules, and he's like, you have to come be executed. And he's like, no, make me. It's, it's definitely not bad. Yeah. It just was exactly what I was not hoping it would be. Fair. Also, Innocent Zero as villains, like, do nothing for me. Not that the villains need to be super serious in this series, because it's not that kind of series. Mm -hmm. But when they show up, I, I just, I don't care. Except yeah. for when Mashal d disposes of them in a funny way. Which is fine. Yeah. No, this wasn't terrible or anything. No. Just, you know, Mashal for a little while there, at the end of that arc, was near the top. And it's falling for me, although I anticipate it will bounce back when it gets to a further point in this story, perhaps. Yeah. Just, like, the stuff with the Divine Visionaries and, like, the consequences, like, not super interested in it. Fair. I'm enjoying it. I'm liking that one of the Divine Visionaries really likes him, and Mashal just being silly towards the rest of them. Anything else you want to say on it? Nope. That brings us to Sakamoto Day's Days 2, Sakamoto Family Rules. I like this chapter a lot more than the first one, similar to Build King. Yeah. The joke about the hijackers basically doing a speed to crash the uh, bus into Shueisha because their favorite manga was canceled, and do you know how traumatic that is, is pretty funny. Yes. And, you know, it's cute stuff. Not going to be my favorite series by any means, but I enjoyed this little story. No, it was pretty good. Do we have much more to say on it? 
Because I don't think I do. <laughs> no, not really. Okay, that brings us to Ayakashi Triangle, Chapter 23, Suzu Kanade, The King of Ayakashi, which is another cute little story, mm-hmm. except for it's Ayakashi Triangle, so there's a sexy bit in the middle. Yep. Very self-contained stuff, but I enjoyed this. What about you, Kevin? Yeah, I really liked it, too. I really liked the the kind of callback to the one Ayakashi that Matsuri used to hang out with before it became a shinobi, really. Being the one to put a stop to him. Yeah, being like, you can't trust humans, so we can't trust her. Yep. And he's like, I'll, I'll use this jutsu on him that'll just show him terrible things. And it's just Suzu trying to make out with him yep. as a girl. And he's like, they're like, oh, Matsuri's enduring it as an apology. It's like, oh, but I can't undo it. And Suzu has to free him. Like, humans can't get in. So she creates her, like, Ayakashi doppelganger again. Yep. Like I said, it's a cute little story with a sexy bit in the middle. Yeah, it's pretty good. much what you want from Ayakashi Triangle. Yep. Sorry if we're going a bit fast. I got no sleep last night, and like I said, really enjoyed most of these chapters, which makes it harder to talk about. Mm-hmm. If you don't have anything else to say about Ayakashi Triangle, next we have Build King Chapter Three: Monster Hurricane, with now with more poop jokes. Yeah. I really like the bits of this that aren't poop jokes. Yeah. But it can't help but be dragged down by those. Yeah, it's like relying on them a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those, like, to me, this is has the ring of like, dude, this was funny in like the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Although, to be fair, the like world building and stuff seems very modern Shonen Jump, right? Yeah. Like the, the crux of this chapter is that there's a typhoon that surrounds their island, which is why it's so hard to get off of. But... There's a house in the typhoon because their master said, hey, whatever the um, customer, wherever the customer wants to live, it's your job to figure out how to build a house for it. And that's compelling stuff. Yeah, that was really cool, especially because we also see the house in the hurricane. Mm -hmm. They don't go to it. They just kind of like see it like, hey, look, there it is. Yeah, and it's it's fine. Also hinting at uh, maybe they'll go back or maybe not. Maybe it was just like, hey, our master built that as they fly over. Yeah. Like, that's super interesting stuff, but it's sandwiched between poop jokes, which makes it less than appetizing. Yep. And the cliffhanger is, like, fine, but not at all exciting. It doesn't link into this story at all, either. Mm Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say on it? Nope. That brings us to Dr. Stone's Z equals 176, net-breaking battle plan. What did you think of Dr. Stone this week, Kevin? I thought this was a pretty good chapter of Dr. Stone. It had... A very familiar Dr. Stone feeling, but I really like the undertone that Zeno has something going on in the background that, like, doesn't get actually addressed in this. I love that. He's like, hey, don't you think you should use me, the hostage, as a shield? And they're like, yes, we're about to. But then he is able to blink Morris Code to Stanley because he's facing him. Yeah. I also love that the way, like, their Stanley's going to chase them with their plane, but Senku is like, yeah, we poured sugar in the gas tank. That little trick. Yeah. So, because we knew they would take it. And that would get, mean uh, they wouldn't be able to detect that until they were in the air and it was too late. Don't do this at home, kids. It's very bad and very expensive. Yep. Also, most modern cars have prevention measures for it. But, yep. yeah, I really enjoyed it as well. Like I said, I thought it was a really good show and jump this week and Dr. Stone still ranked pretty high. Yep. Anything else you want to say about it? Nope. 
That brings us on to Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin Depth 21, Shark and Dolphin's Mission Inspection Part 1. I like this chapter, but it's very setup-y. It's very Part 1. Yes. Which is fine, because I'm extremely excited about the rest of the story. But I do agree with you, it's basically all set up. I'm not super excited about this, but I don't mind this little detour. I don't mind spending three, four chapters on this story. It's just not what I was hoping for right away. That's fair. So they're they're getting a tour of their new place, which used to be a resort hotel. And Chaco sees this boy and gets kind of lured away by him. And he's kind of a brat. And he locks her in the basement because she's not rich enough to live here. And yep. Shark gets dropped down a trap hole for the same reason from the guy giving them a tour. There's a funny reveal where Shark is lighting his cigarette as that happens. And so from Chaco's point of view, this like light and smoke just appears in the middle of the room. <laughs> yes. And then she's like, ah, he said we're not rich enough. And Shark's like, well, that sounds like a sort of person we need to teach a lesson. It sounds like we need to do a hijinks. Yes. I really liked that dynamic with Chaco and Shark, where she was like, we could do that? He was like, oh, hells yes. Yeah, that's definitely the thing that by far got me most excited to be like, okay, we can spend two, three chapters with this. Yep. Anything else you wanted to say on it? I'm going to say I absolutely want to see Chaco give this boy what for. Yeah, I want to see her try and do a really bad job, and that accidentally be a very good job. Which is, I <laughs> that think, would, yes, that would also be really good. Anything else on Hardboiled Cap and Dolphin? Nope. Last but not least, we have We Never Learn, question 184, X equals the Queen of Thin Ice, part 7. What did you think of We Never Learn this week, Kevin? Really, really good. I really liked just the whole vibe of the story. Yeah, I'm nodding and you can't see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more of the festival, but Yu-Gi-Oh also basically called all of Kirisu's classmates and got them to come down to dig up the time capsule with her. And his dad, like, put a notebook in for her. Yep. Which I really, really like. And she's like, oh, you knew this was here, didn't you? And he's like, no, I just figured my dad would put something in there for you. Yeah, he's like, there's no way my dad would have let a student like you be left out of the time capsule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super, super good stuff. Yep. Like most of Shonen Jump this week. Yep. Anything else you want to say on it? Nope. All right, that just leaves us with Jump Card. Jump Card is the segment where we rank everything in Shonen Jump, not just the stuff we read, from our least favorite up to our favorite. Like I said, 22 chapters this week, so what do you have warm in the bottom, Kevin? The Gravity Boys. Okay, I got me and Roboco down there. Fair. I'm trying to remember. I remember what happened in me and Roboco and not a Gravity Boy. Oh, a Gravity Boys with the time machine. Nonsense. Yep. And that was at least forward moving, so it went above. Like, me and Roboco, I actively disliked. Yeah, I don't know. I just the... Like, yes, they got a time machine in Gravity Boys, and so there's a bit of forward momentum, but the actual story where the two dudes still hate each other was just like, uh, and we're back to this shit again. I mean, fair. 
I, I did not like I liked it, but it went above stuff I actively disliked. What do you have at number 21? Uh, high school family. Same. Because I also actively disliked it. I'm trying to remember what he... Oh, it was the girl. And she got... She tried to be a teen girl. And they're like, don't grow up so fast. Yep. Woo. Yeah. What do you have at 20? Me and Robico. That's where I put a gravity voice. Fair. Uh, anything you want to say on it? They're all just kind of down at the bottom. Yeah. Not, not very good. What do you have at 19? I have our blood oath at 19. Okay. I just didn't like the... You know... Aha, the girl is here. Time to get serious. Oh, wait, she wasn't getting serious, or she wasn't being serious yet either. Whatever. I don't care about yeah, these no, people. Our blood, oath, our blood oath might be the series I won't cut, won't cut the most from Jump, and a Gravity Boys High School Family and me and Robico are all very meh. I probably want High School Family cut more than our blood oath, but... Mm-hmm. At least High School Family makes me smile sometimes, but I have Mori King at 19. Because I actually liked some of the stuff in our Blood Oath a little bit more than normal this week. I didn't dislike Mori King or anything. It made me laugh a little, but it wasn't great. Fair. What do you have at 18? I have Phantom Seer at 18. It just kind of... It felt like it's going too fast now. I actually really like this chapter of Phantom Seer. I'll, I'll probably talk okay. about it a little bit. Go on. I just felt like it was like, alright, okay. And then... Oh yeah, this girl's been following him. Like, all right, cool. Yeah, she's obviously evil. <laughs> uh, I mean, yes, but that—that's my—that's my thing, Kevin. So, I—it's like I said, I'll talk about it a little later. Yeah, so go on. I was like, there's the. Oh yeah, it's obviously evil to me, the reader. And then I was like, this should be obviously evil to you, the characters. <laughs> I got Build King at eighteen. Okay. Like I said, I, I really liked the like world-building stuff in the middle, but the ends of it were so bad. Yeah. What do you have at 17? I have Chainsaw Man at 17. It's just, I do like the bit with her ripping Pachita out of his chest, but that kind of lost some impact since we saw... Because he's died before? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we saw him rip it out and throw it? Yeah, I was like, we had that super cool moment where he ripped Pachita out of his chest while he was falling from atmosphere and regenerated around it. So it's like, I'm going to rip Pachita from your chest. That, that, that worked before though. Like I, I literally watched him regenerate from that. I feel like a demon pulling your heart out from your chest is different than you throwing I, act, you throwing it yourself. It is. But like, if he comes back from Pachita, I won't be surprised at all. That's true. Oh, absolutely not. Or if he doesn't, you are definitely I correct also, on that. But like, it, it lost a bit of impact because I already knew that Pachita was literally his heart. Yeah. I just like the way it was drawn a Fair. lot. I got our blood oath at 17. Okay. I didn't like it too much more than you, I don't think. But, like, the ending is kind of interesting, at least. And, like, the fight's drawn better than it has been previously. Mm-hmm. Still, like I said, top candidate for being cut. Yeah. What do you have at 16? I have Mark King at 16. Like you said, it was... Kind of okay. There was some funny moments, but not fantastic. Yeah. This arc is wearing out its welcome much faster than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. I got Magi-chan at 16. Okay. It was pretty cute. I enjoyed that, but like you've said, it's the like evil gods and side characters that are the better parts of Magi-chan, and this focused on the human characters. Yep. And I didn't... Uh, like I said, I thought it was pretty cute. Enjoyed it, but... 
not a gut buster or anything. Mm-hmm. What do you have at 15? I might have trained at 15. I agree with pretty much everything you said. Gotcha. That's where I put Mashal, which I assume you'll have much higher. Yep. I literally like the joke at the end, but other than that, I didn't much enjoy it. Like, that put mm-hmm. it above most of the comedy stuff, just on that alone, but... Fair. Yeah, what do you have at 14? I have Build King at 14. Even though the poop joke was super grating, like you said, the world building's really cool. And I really liked the... Oh yeah, our uh, master once uh, built a tower of rocks so we could see the typhoon. And it's just them on <laughs> literally a tower of rocks. Yeah, that, like I said, there's good stuff in Build King. Yep. There's just also lots of bad stuff. Which is also kind of how I feel about Tori King. Because that's not what it's called, is it? Toriko. <laughs> there we go. Toriko. So. Yeah. I got Phantom Seer at 14. Okay. Uh, like I said, like the, the evil clingy girl is something I really like. And in the same way that we have that maid from Mission Yozakura family, I thought it might be a swerve where she was actually just a normal girl and you're supposed to think it's obvious. And now they didn't go that direction, which is probably worse of them. But st- it, it, I thought that potential was there. And I, I like the new, like, Abetsu and main character who's Iori. Is that it? Yeah, Iori dynamic. And we mm-hmm. get that at play here. I see what you say about it going fast, but it seemed like a time to start a new story. And this seemed like a chapter that just was starting a new story. So I didn't think there was any real pacing issue with it. The main thing that I felt was this evil girl was going to be the evil girl that they fought in the last chapter. Uh, if you're right about that, then yeah, this is way too fast. I don't think that's the case. That's just the feeling I got. Gotcha. Although there's some interesting stuff potentially there, too, mm-hmm. now that you say that. Like, I think I am kinder, uh, I like Phantom Seer's current direction more than you anyway. Fair. Uh, still not great, for sure, but I would like to see it go on a little longer. Like I said, if we got to cut to um, High School Family and our Blood Oath, get those out of here. I'll, I'll give Phantom Seer a little bit longer. What do you have at 13? I have Undead and Unlock at 13. I have that very high. I, I really liked Undead Unlock. I, we'll, so we'll did I. It was a stacked shonen jump. There's yep. no doubt about that. Yeah, so I really like the the kind of like catharsis that Unluck has with realizing why Andy is the way he is, and it's because of her, basically. Yeah, kind of. And the the time travel shenanigans are funny. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on it? Because I'll have a lot more, but I'll wait to where I put it. No, that's fine. We can wait till when you get to it. Thirteen's uh, where I have put Sakamoto days. Okay. Like I said, cute little story. But not much impact. What one very funny joke like Mashal, but like a little more emotional content, but not like super emotional. Mm-hmm. Just setting up character dynamics. Yeah. What do you have at twelve? I have Black Clover at twelve. Same. It's pretty good, but this I mean, is it's just training stuff, right? And I've seen it done better in other places, but yeah. like it's not bad. Yep. Yeah. It, it, it's one of those things where Asta figures it out because this is the part where he needs to figure it out. There's no like good emotional change or core mm-hmm. to this, which makes it a little wanting, but it's not bad. Yep. Anything else you want to say on it? Nope. What do you have at 11? I have Sakamoto Days at 11. Okay. It's pretty good. Had some funny bits, but that's where it goes. I put Mission Yuzakura Family at 11. I feel like it had a very similar energy to Black Clover, mostly just because it's training, although it's the start of training rather than the end of it. Mm-hmm. But it was funnier and did have those moments a little bit more. Yeah. What do you have at 10? That's where I ended up putting Dr. Stone. Gotcha. 
like I said, I did really like it, but like you said, for me, it's like this top half of the Shonen Jump is very stacked. Oh, for sure. I'm even looking at it now. I'm like, oh man, Mission Yuzakura family could have gone higher. Yeah. Starting like 11 and up, everything was super good. Yep. 10 is where I put Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin. Okay. I enjoyed it, but like you, I said, it was very setup-y and not the direction I wanted to go, although I am excited for what's coming next. Mm-hmm. And I did enjoy it. What do you got yep. at 9? That's where I put Mission Yozakura. I agree with you. I think it had the funny bits, like the grandfather being in Tayo's underwear drawer was just hilarious with his, his grandmother being like, Dear, don't hide in young men's underwear drawers. Yeah. I got Chainsaw Man at 9. Okay. Like I said, I really enjoyed... I like the ending. I really enjoyed the art on it. I feel like this is the best fight chapter Chainsaw Man's ever done. And I am very excited for the direction. Gotcha. Next chapter, unlike you. Mm-hmm. What do you got at 8? Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Same, actually. Yeah, it's very good. I really liked this new transformation. And they're kind of like both pushing one another. And Itadori's like, alright, I gotta do the Black Flash again even though there's no sorcerer that can do it on command. Yeah. And presumably he's going to be able to do it on command now. We'll see. Yeah. But like I've said a thousand times before, Jujutsu Kaisen fight scenes look amazing, and we have that plus some extra. Yep. So a very good chapter. Yep. Probably would have ranked very well in a less stacked issue of Shonen Jump. Yeah. What do you have at Lucky 7? That's where I put Hell's Paradise. Same. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Really good. I really liked, I'm forgetting her name now, but the female samurai kind of being like, you know what? No. If abandoning my friends is what a samurai must do, then I shall not be a samurai. Yeah. It's good stuff. Like, you're closer to the Hell's Paradise characters than me since you went back and read it all. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's a character that I've always felt is a good emotional core. Yes. And especially after Gabby Mario seemingly died, who was the one, probably the character I felt closest to throughout the series, this was uh-huh. a really, really good chapter to remind me of, like, what a good character she is. Yep. Anything else you want to say on it? I really love the bit with the guy who can essentially see the future being like, huh, <laughs> there's no way I live if I step on that boat. Well, have fun, guys. I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah, that was also pretty good. What do you have at six? Uh, that's where I put Hardbold Cop and Dolphin. Uh, that's where I put Dr. Stone. So gotcha. I, we think we just flipped on those. Yep. I just really... Want to see Chaco stick it to this kid? Gotcha. Yeah, and like we said, I thought Dr. Stone was really good. I don't know mm-hmm. that I have anything more to say on it. What do you got at number five? Uh, that's where I put Ayakashi Triangle. Same. Really cute. Well, really sexy chapter. <laughs> with some good stuff on the outside. That's a much better sandwich than uh, Build King. Yes. How about Unlucky number four? That's where I put Mashal. Gotcha. That's where I put Undead Unluck. <laughs> How weird. Like, I I think I just like the Divine Visionaries a bit more. Like, I liked the introduction of all of them in this chapter, and the joke at the end really got me. It's a good joke at the end. I will not argue on that point. Anything else you want to say on it? Nah. I'm just really liking this little arc of Undead Unluck. Like I've said... It's just got the emotional content I crave. It's not really the traditional shonen stuff, but it's really close to it. 
And mm-hmm. I have always liked that sort of metaphysical idea of you die when nobody remembers you. Um, it's not one I really believe in personally, but it's an idea I like as a thought experiment. And the idea of Andy like getting over everyone he knows dying through that is really interesting. Yeah. What do you have at number three? So that's where I put We Never Learn. Same. I think our top three are going to be identical. I think so. Is really good. Um, the the fireworks closer at the end is really solid. Great to go for the trifecta with the two of them. And just a really good chapter. Yeah, I don't have any more to say on it. I'm going to be sad when I get... I really hope we get an ending six out of five harem ending. Same. What do you have at number two? That's where I put One Piece. Same. Yep. That Zoro bit in the middle just really got me. And I was really struggling with, honestly, all three of these up at the top. I was a little bit as well. I'll talk about it a little bit more at the number one. I... Um, but... But we never learned it was easily a number one contender chapter, right? And we both put it at number three? Yeah. Like, they were all extremely good. It's not that I actually had trouble ranking them, but they were just all... It's kind of one of those, like, man, any other week that would have won. Yeah. I would have said hands down, but I was proven wrong. Twice. Yeah. Super good. I, I, for me, I think I like the ending of One Piece more, although I really did like the Zoro bit as well. Especially if, like, Drake gets a hit in there, too. Yeah. Yeah, super exciting stuff, and I think it's going to hit a thousand this year. So My Hero Academia is number one. Yep. It's really, I think, again, I think for different reasons for each of us, because the ending, while it's super, super good, I found a little bit disappointing, because that's not a return I wanted to be a sudden surprise. I wanted that to be built up to. I think. And also, it's basically the same trick as last week, right? Basically for the, for like the actual ending. But like you mm-hmm. said, the buildup on this chapter is way better than last week's. And that's why I went number one, because it has a really, really good structure up to then with really good points on both the villain and hero side. It's really that Deku moment right before the ending. Yeah. Put it over the top for me. But the spinner stuff also super good. So yeah, that will do it for Shonen Jump. Really, really good week. Mm-hmm. But we also read Flame of Rekka this week, and we will be back to talk about that after the break. So we read Flame of Rekka Volume 12 this week, since we've been reading it every month. What did you think of the last volume of Flame of Rekka for the year, Kevin? It has some interesting bits. Like, it's not like I didn't enjoy reading it, but the old guy still tends to kind of annoy me as a character. Yeah, they at least give him a reason to be in this, but like he's just so convenient. And, like, that reason doesn't make a whole lot of sense like it makes sense of this is why he's helping Rekka but then it brings up a shit ton of other questions like and not like ones that the manga should have to answer kind of questions like you know it's like all right this is why he wants to help Rekka and has this knowledge okay that makes sense where'd he get all the the things that he gave out that's a great question isn't it and it's like you you shouldn't like he shouldn't have to the manga shouldn't answer that 
But yeah. that was like the first thing that popped into my head of like, where'd he get all of the things? Like, it'd be one thing if it was knowledge. Like, oh yeah, okay, sure, this guy's, you know, one of the dragons and is been living for thousands of years so presumably he has a bunch of knowledge that makes sense but why does he have to be the pervy old man yeah i was gonna say do we want to add him to the list this week and just put him at the bottom like because he's worse master roshi right and off the mics we've talked a number of times about how master roshi is going to dethrone not yamcha because master roshi is a character that actively makes dragon ball worse at times and makes it very hard to recommend fair but this guy is worse master roshi right Yes. Like he's he doesn't have as nearly as much upside. Yeah, that is totally fair. So I'm down with deciding that when we get to uh personality <laughs> power level. Spoilers for personality power level. <laughs> Other than that, I mean, like you, I don't want to drag on Flame of Rekka all the time because it's not terrible. It reminds me of Black Clover a lot, but it seems worse. I should just like redraw Black Clover and see if I feel like that anymore. Like I, I always say about Black Clover, it's very standard issue shonen, and I feel that way about Flame of Rekka as well, mm-hmm. but I guess I feel like Black Clover is that with post-Naruto, which is better than that post-Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah. This is so similar to the, you know, the Tagoro fight, like, Domon, Domon fights a guy for the first half, it turns out he steals people's bodies and he wants Domon's. Like, that's all very standard shonen stuff, it's not bad. Domon mm-hmm. powers him away. Again, that's very standard, but it's not done as well as you want. Joker is up to something. He's playing both sides, maybe. But again, kind of nothing there. And then Pervy Master Roshi is there. He takes away Rekka's dragon, so Rekka will come train with him. It turns out all the dragons were people. And the old man is also one of them. And he has taken Rekka into his, his own mind to fight the dragons. Yep. To train. Which, you know, that's fine. That's not yeah. bad. Good no, idea not... on paper. Not yeah. done as well as I want. Uh, also, like, oh, like felt weird pacing-wise. Like, I would have much preferred if the old man just did this before the tournament. Or maybe during the last round before Rekka's fight, so that it felt like there was a time limit. And yeah. More pressure. Like, p- put more of a gap there. Because it feels feels like it's getting way of the second fight of Tokia and this guy who knows about his dead sister, who is a swordsman, who, who we have suddenly introduced last chapter, or last volume. I mean, something tells me that uh, this fight isn't going to be a best of three. Like, What do you mean by that it'll go, it won't go the distance, or that it will? It will. Like, like I'm not saying like they could win every single fight and still not win the finals because the tournament just doesn't matter anymore. Like, it's Uh just a vehicle for fights. So we're like, oh, we have all of these cool, you know, these guys are the final bosses. We want you to fight all of them. Hasn't the tournament been a best of three the whole time? Now that the finals, you got to win unilaterally. Okay. You you mean like that? Yeah, I can super see Flame of Wreckage doing it. What they should have done is make it you have to knock everybody out, right? Mm -hmm. They should have established that format up front because that creates lots of interesting possibilities. And it allows, you know, probably Flame of Wreckage would have done four double knockouts, and that's not super great. But you could super easily have me with Domon, that, like his new iron power that the old man mysteriously gave him, that conveniently the way to activate it is to eat, and he accidentally ate it. Just, like, knocks him out after the fight. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's something that I don't mind reading, but yeah. if I weren't doing it for the podcast, I probably wouldn't go at it, like... I'm not being like, oh man, I really want to finish this. 
Yeah, and I don't think we're going to continue to read it into 2021. I don't think so either. Mostly because it's not fun to talk about. I mean, I don't think it's bad either. I mostly enjoy reading it. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, like you said, it, it's not fun to talk about afterwards because I I think it's good enough. Like, yeah. If you're reading it, you're not going to have a bad time, but I don't really want to recommend it to a bunch of people. I don't want to scream its praises from the rooftops. Yeah. Like, for me, it's those uh, three-star restaurant reviews that were like, it was fine. What What does that mean? Like, <laughs> you know, I, it's... Yeah. I don't feel... It's not like, I. oh, man, I feel punished for having read it. Uh, I enjoyed the time that I was reading it. Like, you know, just flipping through the pages like, all right, kind of breezing through it, having fun. But analyzing it afterwards, we just kind of run into, well, this is like Yu Yu Hakusho, but not as good. Or this is, perv- you know, even more pervy Master Roshi. Yeah. And like, Fuko is an edge this has over Yu Yu Hakusho, right? Yu Yu Hakusho is in desperate need of some estrogen. So at least Flame of Rekka has that over it. But Fuko didn't do anything this chapter, or this volume, so. Yep. Yeah, it was like, they de- desperately need some women. And Fuko spent, what, three volumes locked in a box? <laughs> it wasn't that bad, but she, she does spend a lot of time in boxes. At least one was a giant extra-dimensional box she got to have an adventure in. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, like I said, that's its biggest strength. There, I also did really like the joke with the princess, where she like is like doing the devil horns at the uh, bad guys. when and It's just an editor's note, she thinks she's flipping the bird. Yeah, that was pretty good. I thought that joke was pretty good. Yeah, there's good moments... There's bad moments, but there's not that many bad moments. Like, it's mostly, there's just a lot of okay moments. There's a lot of stuff where it's like, ah, like, I've seen this done way better, and it's disappointing that you just did this. There's a, this is a little mean, but there's a Roger Ebert quote about uh, Battlefield Earth, where he says, it's like the director realized that sometimes fancy directors will tilt the camera at a diagonal angle, but he never bothered to learn why they do that. (laughs) <laughs> and it very much has those feelings to me not that bad yeah because like sometimes it lands but a lot of times it's just short which well, is again, frustrating it's, it's not that it doesn't land it's just most of the time you're like okay it's like oh this is where this is going yep yep okay you did a friendship good job rivalry everybody loves a rivalry mm-hmm. let's have a sword fight now and a training and a pervy I could have yep. done without the pervy. I mean, it, it was the 90s, but still. You had Master Roshi to learn from. I mean, to be fair, this guy is not as bad as Master Roshi at his worst, if we're being honest. He just True. doesn't have any of the upside. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about Flame of Wreck Volume 12? Like I said, if you if this is your jam, I get it. There's stuff to like here, for sure. Mm-hmm. As uh, there has been for all of Flame of Wreck but it's hard not to look at it and just see a uh, lesser version of other stuff I love. Yeah, and I think that could also be a, at the time when you were reading it, this would probably be pretty good. You yeah, know? I mean, even early Dragon Ball's that way, right? Yeah. Where a lot of people don't remember how bad Master Roshi is. Yep. We're about to get it. Whenever we pick up Dragon Ball, we're at, like, peak bad Master Roshi. Yeah. But, uh, no, you don't know that. I can't spoil this. That. Okay, never mind. Shall we move on to personality power level, even though we spoiled it? Yeah, let's do it. 
Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality Power Level is the segment where we rank manga characters from best to worst. At the best is Uzumaki Naruto, a ninja with, like, the best perverted mentor. Yes. At the very bottom is that guy who's not even Yamcha from that time I got reincarnated as Yamcha. He is himself a pervy mentor. Then yep. in the center is Buggy the Clown, who is remarkably not pervy at all for, like, an early One Piece villain. Yeah. Kind of weird, actually. I mean, not complaining at all. No. It, it just... It's just one of those. Actually, most of the, most of even the cartoony villains aren't pervy in One Piece. Yeah, it's mostly just Sean, Sanji, who, and that's mostly a problem because he's a transphobe. Yep. <laughs> Let's hope he doesn't run into Yamato. <laughs> Let's hope Yamato joins the crew and they just stay on the opposite ends of the boat. That would be better for all. This guy's name is Koku. This old man, and we're putting him at the bottom, right? Yeah. Okay. When we rank Axel Master Roshi, we'll talk about whether. He actually goes at the top. So, not Yamcha, you can ray down your burden. We have found somebody worse. Somebody who makes their manga actively worse. Yep. When they are in it. He's not the only one. There will be other people below him. That puts him at number 99. The next character we rank will be number 100. And that'll be a Bakuman character. <laughs> I almost want to save it for the Christmas episode. But, yeah, Bakuman character. They're probably going to go high. Historically speaking, they do. I wonder. <laughs> I think our our lowest Bakuman character is in the top half. Let me look. Are they in like the no, 30s? No, he's at number 56. Oh, okay. It's Shiratori, who we ranked last time we read Bakuman. It's at number mm. 56. The next lowest one is at number 46, so that's top half. Yep. Then number 39. Everyone else is in the, the top 40. Because Bakuman's good and its characters are good. Yep. Weird coincidence, that. Like, My Hero's got two characters in the top ten, and so does Naruto, and they're very good. Yep. Bakuman, surprisingly, only has one, but it does look right when I'm looking at it. I think a lot of that is that Bakuman has, like, basically an all-star cast. Or, yeah. Like, they've got a really good ensemble cast, I guess is what I meant to say, mm -hmm. where it's like all of the characters play off one another and work really well together, versus, like... My Hero and Naruto have some great standout characters, and then some mm -hmm. not-so-great characters. I agree with that assessment. Alright, so, like Kevin said, we will be reading Bakuman Volume 13 next week. It's good. I don't remember what happens in it, but I know it's good. I don't have to look. Mm -hmm. There's not a bad one. There are just some less great ones. Until then, our opening theme has been Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Everett. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions. And our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www.lastpodcast.com is our website where you can check out our other podcasts or find the link to our Discord if you want to yell at us for not liking Flame of Rekka enough or defend Master Roshi. We won't listen to you. Or I won't. Maybe Kevin will. <laughs> or anything else you want to do. Uh, anything you want to plug this week, Kevin? Have you read Kaiju number eight yet? No, it's on the to-do list. I promise. Okay. No worries. I was just going to, we were, I was going to do a little bonus side thing if you had, but we can you save that for Maybe whenever you read it. Just, we should just do volume one as a, uh, in the near future. Maybe start the next year with that. Yeah, we'll see. Give me I the excuse to read it. Don't even know if it's out. Uh, probably not, but we, we can make it work, right? Yeah. We have the power. Anyway, have a great week, everybody, and we will catch you next week. 